welcome, ladies and gentlemen. New episode of Miles High Pod. I'm Miles Monroe Jr., your host. And as always, I'm very grateful that you guys chose to be here today. Wherever you're watching or listening from, thank you. Don't forget to subscribe so you be made aware of every time we release and upload a new episode. Uh, as you know, uh, if you don't know, I'm going to remind you that the vision of this pod is to entertain, educate, and elevate you miles high above your fear, your doubts, and any limitations that you may feel exist, knowing that those limitations only exist in your mind. Okay? Um, so today, I, I want to... Uh, so the topic today, I, I want to discuss religion versus relationship, right? And in, in, in going through uh, what I wanted to discuss, for some reason... Um, whenever I care about this subject, I, I, I am reminded about one of the pioneers of gospel rap, right? His name is um, Stephen Wiley. I don't know uh, if anyone out there remembers Stephen Wiley. Um, I'm an 80s baby, so I grew up, you know, late 80s, early 90s. Stephen Wiley was hot in, like, I think it was the early 90s. Uh, and he had this song called Bible Break, right? And I remember, like, that, I think that was, like, my first gospel hip-hop experience. And, and you can't even say gospel hip-hop, gospel rap experience. And uh, I had, like, there was some Bible Break merch. Like, I had a T-shirt and a hat as well. Um, I don't know if, you, if any of you guys remember the song, but it, it went... A part of the song went like, uh, praise the Lord for goodness sake, we're all going to take a Bible break. Let's praise the Lord for goodness sake. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> <laughs> my, my team clowning me right now. But that's old school rap, man. That's, and for some reason, I, I have no idea why I'm reminded of Stephen Wiley when I think of this particular topic of religion versus relationship, I, I don't, I don't remember if it's because he had a, a song or a rap song called "Religion versus Relationship," or maybe his album was named "Religion versus Relationship," or at the time uh, my dad was doing uh, a teaching on the subject. But for some reason, around the time that I was introduced to Stephen Wiley was the first time that I heard uh, the term "religion versus relationship." Um, and I, that's kind of what I want my discussion to be. Um, again, shout out to Stephen Wiley. Uh, I, I think he's still around. Um, I, I watched uh, an interview of him. Uh, he's much older now, obviously, but I think he's still uh, living his purpose in, in music in, in some way, shape, or form. Uh, but if you get a chance, man, go, go listen to Bible Break. <laughs> it's a very... It's a very old rap song, um, and at the time it was released, it was hot. So it's just like listening to, you know, any any rap song from the late eighty late eighties. Um, it has a kind of boom bop feel to it, so pretty old school, and you might consider it to be whack. I don't even know, know call this my music whack. You know, it was dope back then. Uh, so shout out to Stephen Wiley. Um, so I was going over this, this particular topic, uh, and I was discussing it with my wife, right? Uh, the topic of religion versus relationship. <clears throat> and I was kind of just kind of going through like my notes and stuff. And as I was talking to her, she had like this puzzled look 
on his face, on, on his face, whoa, on her face. And, um, you know, like when you're talking to someone and their, their facial expression, expression when you're talking to them isn't what it should be because of the conversation you're having. So it threw me off, right? So I stopped talking. I was like, yo, why are you looking at me like this? Like, you're looking, at, you're looking crazy. And she was like, you know, I have no idea what you're talking about. And I said, what you mean? She's like, I've never heard this term or this, this uh, phrase, religion versus relationship. And it was wild to me, right? Because I feel like this is something that I've been hearing about or discussing uh, a lot, like, you know, for the majority of my life even. Um, but she hasn't, she's never heard the term before. So, you know, you know I was trying to figure out, like, okay, how do I want to come at this, this subject? <clears throat> and she, she just asked me, okay, so what is religion versus relationship? And I think that's the best place to start, right? Uh, because religion deals with, like, tradition, right? And it's, it's man-made, right? It's a, it's a belief uh, system that was made by man that has all of these traditions and rituals that said should be practiced and adhered to uh, by the followers of said religion. Um, and I think one of the things that I always want to point out and remind people of is, you know, when Jesus came to earth, he didn't bring a religion. There was no, there was no uh, Christianity faith that he brought, right? He never mentioned Christianity. Uh, it, was, it was about a kingdom, and he brought a kingdom with him, right? And it was, it's about a king, uh, the kingdom and his kids uh, or his, his, his citizens, right? And I think he was uh, actually despised during his time, he being Jesus, despised, was despised during his time uh, by the religious leaders of the time, you know, the Sadducees and the, and the Pharisees. <coughs> Excuse. And it's ironic, right, that Jesus... Like, think about it, right? This, so you, you're following a religion, right? And the guy that the religion is founded on is physically in the front of you. And, you're, and, you, and you hate him, right? You question everything that he does. You, you don't like him. And I, I, it's, it's all, it was always crazy to me to think, like, you had these religious leaders who profess to be followers of Christ or, or to love God and... You had God in the flesh, in the front of you, um, and treated him like he was trash. And it just shows, in my opinion, the, the, how tainted religion has always been. Like, religion has never been something I feel was God-sent, or has never been something that uh, was an effective way for us to build our spiritual mind here on this earth. Because religion... Um, alienates people, right? Um, in most religions, you know, there's this, if you don't do this, then you can't do this. And if you do this, then you can't do that. Like there are all these uh, segregational uh, boxes that they try to put people in. And it makes it difficult for your relationships to be built, <coughs> excuse me, because people are so... Um, disconnected, right, because of the differences that we are as human beings. Like, we are naturally different. So obviously, you know, there are going to be different skin colors, 
uh, d- different dialects, different languages, and all of these things. But religion kind of separates us by these different characteristics. So it's, it automatically alienates individuals, right? And I'm talking about from a global aspect, right? Whether you're from the Western world or the Eastern world, uh, there's an alienation that religion experiences or it, it, it establishes. Uh, but relationships, in, my, in contrast, is something that is supposed to build familiarity, right? Um, and I think that's what was most important uh, to Jesus, right? Because, you know, I, I, I said that Jesus was uh, despised by the religious leaders, <clears throat> and it was a lot. It was more so because he he made friends with uh, the sinners, right? The wicked people, the people who were looked at as as not good or, or not the upstanding citizens of the time, right? He socialized with tax collectors. He socialized with prostitutes. He socialized with businessmen that didn't really have a religion, right? Um, and in, in Mark, Mark 2, verse 17, uh, it says, uh, Jesus gave an explanation as to why, right? Um, why he hung with those individuals. <clears throat> and it says, uh, you know, this is when his disciples, uh, the, the, the religious leaders at the time, this is, Jesus was having a meal with, you know, these sinners and these tax collectors and all these people. And, and they were berating Jesus and saying, you know, why do you hang with these sinners and, and all of these negative people? <clears throat> and the verse goes on to say, Mark, Mark 2, verse 17, it says, On hearing this, Jesus said to them, it is not the healthy who needs a doctor, but the sick. I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners. And I think religion causes us to forget the fact that we're not here to socialize with other religious people. We're not here to build with other religious people, right? I mean, it's good to, to come together, right, as a body and rejoice and celebrate and praise and worship and do all of these things. But at the core of our faith, like we're supposed to be living in such a way that we're building relationships with individuals who aren't inside this, this body that we're in. And I'm saying the, the, the body of Christ, the kingdom of God, right? Um, but most religions are so traditional-based, right? And they have, like, all of these practices and all of these, like, the, you can't, you, only, you have to dress a certain way, you have to look a certain way, you have to speak a certain way <clears throat> to be a part of, of this religion. And... Like I say, it alienates people, man. And, and, you know, I used to have this conversation with my dad all the time. And it, it got to a point where, like, I hated religious people. Like, I hated religion, period. Because there was just this separation or segregation between religious, those, who, those religious people feeling that they were better than everyone else. Right? Like, I'm God's chosen. You know, we follow this God. You don't follow this God. I'm better than you. Nothing that you say, nothing that you do is valid because you're non-religious. Or you don't believe the same thing I believe. And it's crazy how um, the premise of religion in particular is actually the, one of the main sources of so much turmoil in the world and so much wars that we go through, right? Because a lot of these wars are based on religious beliefs or the fact that 
one set of people or one country don't believe the same that another country be- believes or one set another set of people believes. Um, so in you know getting to this point, I, I had this question and I want to pose this question to to the team, right? And I want you guys to respond. Uh, and that that is like, do you guys think that we need church? We need to be in church, in a church, to find God. No. And I say this because um, when Jesus came, he wasn't in the church. He was out there touching people, sharing with people, evangelizing to people. And I think we get so caught up on <coughs> a building that we forget to go out there and touch lives and, you know, meet God in other places. Mm-hmm. And that, that was my wife, by the way. I know. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Anyone else, Drew? Anyone else? Dude, the question is just, you know, what it, you know, it doesn't have, there's no wrong or right answer, right? I j- I'm just looking for, I'm, I'm trying to draw, drive home a point, right? And so the question is, do you feel like we need to be, a, we need to go to church or be in church to find God? No, I mean, I mean, Sharice kind of basically, her answer was, I feel like the end all, the answer is no, you know? God reached many people before, without, Within being within the four walls, um, he spoke to people through burning bushes, through you know miracles and 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 seas parting and all these different things like that. I don't think there needs to be you know a specific specific place that you have to go in, in in order to reach and receive God's word and blessings. Yeah, it can be translated through people, through uh, like I said, miracles or different other aspects of life. Mm-hmm. And he so you know I. I would I agree with you guys. Now there's a source. I would I mean you you have to go to the source. I uh-huh. mean luckily for us we have a, a library of books that was put together mm-hmm. and called the Bible that we can go to and you know refer to. Mm-hmm. But if you even think about before that was created, you know, how did these people receive the word, et cetera? It was not through the traditional uh way that we see it now and you know, but yeah. No, 100%. So I, I, I totally agree with the fact that you don't need to go to church or right? be in church to find God. Um, but let me just start at this verse, right? Hebrews 10, 25, it says, Not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another and all, and all the more as you see the day approaching. So basically that's, that's the verse telling us, you know, don't, uh, neglect the gathering together of the saints, right? Um, so I do think it's important to, to, to go to church. And the reason why I pose that question is I don't think church or the, the body of the church has made it um, palatable for people to even want to come to church, right? You look at all of these, uh, these, these churches that exist or these ministries that exist and they call themselves uh, life changers, and they call themselves like these uh, these ministries that affect uh, and influence so many lives. But are, are they really affecting and influencing lives in the way that they should be doing? Right? Because <clears throat> are we just playing religion? Are we really trying to build a relationship? Right? Because I feel like a religion or or being religious has to do more with your connection to a body of a religious body, right? But the relationship aspect is is your personal relationship that you develop and you grow and you establish with 
the spirit head that you believe in. Um, and I don't think you could do both. I, I don't th there's no way that you can be a religious person and build a relationship with God. The mentality of, uh, well, the fact that, you know, like I say, God, Jesus didn't bring a religion to earth, right? And I, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm going to get a lot of flack for this particular episode and this particular topic. Mm -hmm. And I'm fine with that because usually the, the, the more religious people have a difficult time having this conversation than those persons that are kingdom, have a kingdom mindset and are, are more relationship-based mm -hmm. um, with, with, uh, with, with our belief system. Um, yeah, go ahead. So um, a few years ago, well, more than a few years ago, I, like I said, I'm Anglican. Well, I was born into the Anglican faith. And there was always this kind of talk around the church when we grew up, like the Anglican church in particular, well, that's all I can speak to, we're losing a lot of the younger people. Um, and it was because it was so strict. I know that there were times where we would joke in church, you can't even clap because someone would put a Bible between your hands so you don't clap. So it was all of these traditions and these things that, you know, younger people want to, they want the modern type of worship. They want to be able to sing and, you know, just really express themselves in ways that they weren't allowed to do. And that kind of made a lot of people move on to different churches. So we, there was this thing with the, the church losing a lot of young people. And I know I've told you this story a lot before, and I reference it how I went to church maybe a few years ago and there I was sitting in the pew and this lady came up to me and she was like, hi, yeah, uh, you could get up on my seat, please. <laughs> and like, it's always, it was always this thing in church where sometimes the priest would say, y'all don't own the church, y'all don't own <coughs> pews. So when someone's sitting in a seat, like, find another seat right. but yet it's always something that they do tell you get up out of your seat and that was one of the things that turned me off and I stopped going to church for a while because it was like like I it was just a disdain for that type of people like you are a Christian and this is the way you're acting in church and it was just a turn off and I think a lot of younger people can speak to this like it sometimes doesn't feel like there's a place for young people or people with a different mindset than the ritualistic religions and it's just a big turnoff. Yeah, and I think for like so, you know what my wife just described was how tradition and practices again alienates people or makes people feel unaccepted. And I and I think everything that she was describing just now had a lot to do with the youth that they were claiming they were losing, just leaving because they didn't feel accepted. Uh, th there's not a lot of people that want to dress quote unquote old, right? Or that want to adhere to the things that their parents or grandparents used to do, right? They're 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 much they're younger now. It's, it's a new generation, so there's a new way of doing things, um, and you can't frown on that, right? Like I remember, like my dad, like when, when we when he started uh, Bahamas Way Ministries, like that the the church. And it was locally in the Bahamas. It it had it transcended so much of the religious uh, beliefs that were in the country at the time that you know they they started to call him and the church a cult. They chastised him for like like adding like he added a, 
a, a youth uh, a youth department. He had a youth pastor. We we had like a dance team, worship team, we instruments, had a, we had live a, instruments. We had live instruments being played, and it's so like my. You have to understand, like my generation, we can't. We don't even fathom not having live instruments, right? Like I can't even <laughs> fathom going to church and hit pressing play on a on a tape recorder, or well, I guess it was vinyl at the time, or whatever it was, and then you're just singing along to a a, a track that has already been created. You know, we I. I was, you know, the church that I know and the, the praise and worship that I've, I've grown to, to love and I've grown into has always been live instruments. And the, the, the fact that that wasn't a thing in the past, like, it's crazy to me, right? But just think about trying to usher that into an entire country, right? And just, just kind of being not accepted and, 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 and being pushed aside by the elderly leaders in in the church industry or the church world here in the Bahamas because my dad was trying to do something new right he was uh, in the new generation trying to in, in, incorporate the things that he liked the things that he was skilled at into the ministry that he wanted to create and how much that rubbed the the then leaders of religious leaders at the time um no, not everyone, right? Because you had those religious leaders that gave uh, my dad and, and, you know, he had a group at the time, the visionaries, gave them uh, the platform to perform and, and to, to show their, their skills, right? But at the same time, you had those that didn't think that, you know, the type of music that they were singing and the type of lyrics that they had was considered Christian lyrics or good music. Now, if you ever, if you've ever heard like one of the songs my old man, my dad uh, did, or sang, or you know wrote, <clears throat> it's literally like this. One of the songs' name is is the name of the song is literally "Living with Jesus on the Other Side." You know what I mean? And it's 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 like crazy to me how people would look at that, uh, and, or listen to that, and be like, "Oh, it's not a it's not a gospel song. It's not a Christian song." And you know, I only can imagine. I, this is me, you know, in today's time, in my generation, with the mindset that I have, saying that I don't understand that. But, you know, I, I can imagine, like, my dad's parents or his grandparents and those much older than him at the time, uh, just thinking, just not, not e probably not even listening to the words, but just listening to, I guess, the aggression of the music, at least what they, I guess, would call aggressive music, and just saying it's not, this is not what... Christian or gospel music should be. Um, and it just creates segregation, man. And, and I feel like the importance of relationship is, is way or should be way more higher than any religious uh, belief or, or, or uh, body, any religious body. I, I, I think, you know, my, my, my dad always used to tell me, you should always reduce everyone to being a human first. Right, regardless of their belief system, regardless, regardless where they come from, like we're all humans, so we should try to establish relationships with each other from a, a human standpoint first, and then we're able to uh, encourage and influence and impact people on multiple levels. Um, and I think that's what that's where the relationship aspect of it should should come from, um, and not focusing too much on uh, on the religion and, and the traditions and these practices that. Have been established. But we also have to remember that you don't have to go to church 
church to find you don't you don't have to go to church to find God. You can build a personal relationship with Him on your own. No, hundred percent. But I th- I think church going to church is important though. I know. Like yeah, I still think important. gathering together with like minded people is is important. Um, but you, again, you have to find the right community that you know they speak. You speak the same languages. You have the same definitions. You communicate on the same level. Uh, and, and that's the aspect of relationships uh, that builds the religion. I think the relationship should be the foundation of, for lack of a better term, the religion, right? But I, you know, I don't like to use the term religion, relig- religion, religious, any of that. I, I just think it's a mindset and a kingdom mindset at that. No, but when I speak to relationships, I'm talking about your relationship personally with God. Like how we have a lot of Christians or religious people who go to church every Sunday, but as soon as they walk out of church, they don't have a relationship with God. You know, that's Yeah, and and that's what religion has done, right? Religion has taught us, like, you come to church to be saved or to show yourself saved or to be a Christian. And then on Monday, you got to, you know, you got to make do between Monday and Saturday to make it to the next Sunday so that you can, you know, be saved and show yourself saved. And I think... Again, the personal relationship that the, the, us gathering together on a Sunday or whatever day it is that you attend church, that should be able to give you enough insight and understanding f- to live the rest of that week out, right? And or to 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 push you to search a little deeper into your personal develop uh, personal spiritual relationship with God, so that you can develop that. Right. I, I just I just want to clarify, too, because I don't want young people to feel like the, like you said, to forsake the gathering of people like that's still important to go 100%. and listen to people who are even more learned than you are and break down the Bible for you in a way that is digestible. You know, that's the right word. Yep. Yeah, digestible for you. Sorry. So not so not forsaking that is very important. Like we like I said earlier, we have the privilege of the Bible, you know, what I mean, that we have. That source, but back then they had to go to the temples and go to the priests mm-hmm. in order to get that word, or the prophets, whatever, to get those word from God, etc. So, I I don't think the don't use it as an excuse not to go, not to, church. To, go to church. No, you know what I mean, finding a good church home is very important, and someone you want who who's able to pastor and lead you is very important to break down the Bible for you and the Word of God for you. But don't confuse that like you said the religious part of it the, the routines and making sure this is that and walk this way and talk this way and dress this way etc is is conflicting with you having a personal relationship mm-hmm. with god no and i i, I you know I, I think the one of the main reasons for us uh to go to church or, or to gather together as as a body i think it should be to continue to uh highlight these principles and laws that are in the Bible, right? Because, you know, I've been saying this for a while now. The Bible is a, is a very, or can be, let me, let me not say is, it can be a very uh, complicated book. So imagine, like, going to your, uh, your, or your registrar in your country or in your city, and you're asking them for a copy of your country's constitution, right? And you open that constitution and you read it. Chances are there are a lot of things in that you're not going to understand, just simply of because of how it's written and, and 
the terms that they use, the terminology that they said. That's kind of like what the Bible is, right? And like, so there, there are times where you're going to read the Bible and you're going to be like, yo, I don't understand what this is saying. Or I don't know what it is I should be taking from this particular verse or, or whatnot. At least first go around. No, uh, yeah. yeah. Or until you, you're, you're, you get more mature in your spirit mind right. where you're able to understand and apply these different principles that we read. Because I'm telling, I, I could tell you, you know, when I read the Bible today, it's much different than when I used to read the Bible 20 years ago, right? Because I just wasn't matured enough or, or even cared enough to like, want to understand like, what it is that the book was saying. I, I want to make sure that we're always um, focused more on the, rela- the relationship aspect of things than the religious aspect of things. And again, I know, like, but there's like so many religious people. Like, I see comments and messages, and call. We get calls from like religious people. Let me not say religious people, from people, right? And they have problems with the way that we do some things, right? And I have yeah, that's always been a thing for for our ministry um, and for myself personally, right? Because you have a lot of old school Christian, old school religion, and they are set in their ways. There's only this is the way that we are supposed to live and how we're supposed to do it or whatever. So you know something as simple as um, like wearing earrings, like the way we dress, like. A good example is I was having this conversation with a friend of mine actually um, the other day, and he is he and I are around the same age, but and he is a part of a church, and he was speaking at his church one day, and he said that he put on his he put on a three piece suit to to speak in the church, and I was like, yo, you had to be uncomfortable because I have never seen him in a suit ever, right? And he was like, yeah, but you know, I I felt like I had to do that so that I could appease you know, the leaders that, because I didn't want them to talk bad about me. I, that, those are his words. And I was like, man, that's, I was just thinking like, that's so sad, right? Where you have someone that has something that they want to share and can share. Focus on and, the wrong thing. And have been invited to share, but they have to focus on the way that they look <laughs> instead of focusing on what it is that they want to say or what God wants them to say, right? And that's what religion does. Religion puts us in this box to where we feel like we need to fit in. That's, and that's why I... I feel so. I, I feel great about uh, the the shift that is happening in in this new generation of ministry and new generation generation of churches. Because one thing I do agree with is the fact that people are doing what makes them feel comfortable. Now, I may, may I I don't agree with everything that's happening, right? Because I think there are some things that are being missed. But something as simple as like the way that you dress and, and how you're presenting yourself, <clears throat> I don't think the focus should be in that. If, if dudes want to wear braids, if dudes want to wear, if they want to lock their hair, if they want to wear some funky hairstyle, like I don't think that should deter them away from attending a church, being a leader in a church, being able to to present uh, at some point at, in a church or on the uh, platform. What if I- if I'm a young lady, I won't wear. Well, I don't want to put on the ladies, but I won't wear my same club dress that I wear at the club. I mean, so at church too. You, you got to draw the line. Or the guy. I was say it's perspective. Well, so I'll okay. I'll, t- I'll I'll give you a good point as to why you still have to be conscious of what you're wearing, right? I used to attend. I used to attend the church uh, when I was back in college, and. I used to go to this church every Sunday. I'm not going to call the church's name. I don't want to put anyone on blast, right? But 
every Sunday I would go to church, and literally every Sunday there would be a female in the church that just didn't have the right thing on, mm. right? Because it was distracting. Mm. So instead of me paying attention to like mm. what was happening on the stage, like I would be distracted by like these females and like what they was wearing because bro, so they fine, bro. They bodies, you know, they thick, bro. So mm. for me it was like. I, I literally, I, I made the decision. I was like, yo, I can't come to this church anymore because mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, I am, I'm, these. Causing to stumble. Yeah. yeah, bro. Like these, it's, it's, it's not an environment that I want to put myself in because, because of what I'm trying to get out of mm -hmm. this ministry. Right. Mm -hmm. So I changed churches mm -hmm. um, and I didn't have a problem with it uh, because like I understood what it, it, what it meant for me personally. And so that's why I say like, you have to be conscious of what you're wearing. You know, especially as females and as males, too. But, you know, females, you know, you have to be conscious of how you're presenting yourself so that you're not becoming a distraction. So for the people, you know, back to the art, the, you know, debate of religion versus relationship. What if some people say that religion provides structure, you know, that helps with your relationship with God? It does. I, I absolutely think it provides structure. But when that structure is based on man-made traditions <clears throat> and saying that you know these traditions has to be adhered to can't be changed and if you if you don't use them then uh you're a sinner mm -hmm. or god doesn't love you or you can't be accepted by us as a church body mm -hmm. that's where the issue lies right and I'm, I'm not i'm not talking about those situations where you're creating or committing an actual sin right i'm just talking about you know, like like Cherie said, you know, there were there's there there are practices. My sorry, <laughs> get it right. Yeah, my she. <laughs> so I said, Cherie, she's correcting me, saying my wife. She's mm -hmm. saying, please get get my adjectives right. So like my wife said, you know, her 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 church. Like there are so many practices and things that they do to where if you're not doing them, you're viewed as. Uh, incorrect or in the wrong, right? And and like so, those are the things that I'm talking about, where religion alienates people. We, we all need structures in our life. We need structure. We need to be able to discipline ourselves and align ourselves in a way where we're, we're submitting to some type of of of, of authority, right? Uh, but when that authority starts to affect our personal relationship, right? And when we started making statements like, yeah, I can't go to this church anymore because of the personal, uh, uh, the personal experience I'm having with these individuals that are, that are in the church, or these leaders that are in the church, that's when it becomes a problem. Um, and like I said, man, the, the relational aspect of, of building um, is where the religion should start. Because you know, if it's one thing that we know, like Jesus loved people, um, and you, you saw that be displayed through him on a daily basis. You know, his love for kids, his love for the ill, his love for the elderly, his love for those um, with uh, diseases uh, or, or defects, bodily defects. Like, he cared for those people um, on, a, in, on, a, on a special level. And I think that's, that's the way we should approach um, building relationships with uh, individuals that we meet. Fair enough. Mm -hmm. All right. So, I mean, you know, that's 
I thought you were on another question. No, I don't mind. No, but yeah, so I, you know, kind of just really wanted to discuss my opinion or my insight on this religion versus relationship topic. Um, well, I, well, I do have a question mm-hmm. then. Um, can you share just like, you know, a personal experience where, you know, your relationship with God changed or evolved over time and how that affected, you know, your relationship with religion? Like that moment that made you say, uh-huh, oh, here's the difference. You know what I mean? So I rather want to go this way versus that way. Man, I had so many changes in my life. Um, most recent was when my parents died. Um, and st- being intentional on building uh, a, a, a stronger personal relationship uh, with God on a personal level. Um, but before that, I think I would say the, the biggest one was when I was 15 <clears throat> and you know, kind of felt um, that there was just this magnifying glass on me and just made a, a even then made a, made a decision like I'm not going to live be, I, I'm not going to live the way people wanted me to live, right? They, I'm not going to fit myself into the box that they want me to fit in. Uh, whether that's church people, whether that's family members, friends, whatever the case. But I wanted to be able to establish and build my own relationship, uh, spiritual relationship. Um, so I think it started for me at 15, but it's, you know, it's, it's transcended since then. Um, and each time it's, it's gotten stronger or, or I've gotten uh, closer, or I've matured in, in my spirit mind. Because there, there was a time like when I was younger, I couldn't fast. Right, mm-hmm. like fasting was super difficult. I'm talking like for two days. It used <laughs> to be difficult, but now like two, three weeks is, is is it's not an issue because now I understand like the process that has to happen from a mindset standpoint, right? From a spiritual level, because you you can't just jump into a a long term fast, right? That's mm-hmm. something that you have to prepare your mind, spirit, and body for. Mm-hmm. But I, unless you know that and understand that, like it's always going to be difficult for you. So I think. Like the relationship aspect of it helped me um, to gain that understanding. So that's why I'm more focused, way more focused on the relationship building more so than the religion. Right. But just speaking to a specific moment where it's like, oh, I I can't lean on religion. I actually have to lean on the relationship part. When my parents died. So is that, and this is me assuming, is it more so because you had such... Uh, earthly spiritual parents. No, hundred percent. That you lean on their foundation. Yeah, Francis so it, was, it was more so. And I mean, like my, you know, my old mom was a crutch for me, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Whether that's a good thing or bad thing, like I, I just I didn't have to. And that's in you know my personal life and my professional life and my spiritual life. Mm-hmm. Like I, I never. Let me let me say I didn't have to. I never took the onus and put it on myself mm-hmm. to do certain things. Like while him and my mom were here but once they weren't here like there was a void was on you like a clear void and i was like yo i get i like i have to figure out what it is that i need to do to develop my spirit mind right and that it was that at that point you know losing my parents like that's where I, that's when i realized um now, my spirit and mind was still strong, right? Because I had a super strong faith. And I think my dad really helped Foundation. me in, in building my faith. But in increasing it from that point, um, I, I definitely, it definitely came after they died, for sure. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, man. And, 
you know, it's, 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 it's never, there's never not a time that I'm not evolving my spirit mind or evolving my relationship with, mm-hmm. with God. Um, and I think it, 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 it comes in many ways. Like even my wife and I, like even our spiritual relationship, right, together is, has grown because of the studying that we do together. We, we, we read the Bible together. We watch uh, teachings together. And we, we talk, right? We, have, we literally have conversations about what it is that we're hearing, reading, feeling, and all of that. And we have, like, positive debates, you know? And I, I think it, it really helps our relationship because... I'm able to understand like how she thinks, how she feels about things, and vice versa for her to me. And then we're able to like build um, our our marriage belief together, and, and lay. I'm able to kind of lay a solid foundation on how uh, we're going to move forward uh, in the in our spiritual relationship uh, as well as our physical relationship. Right. So kind of to switch it up, right? Since we're having this discussion, can you speak to someone? Because uh, even you talked about earlier when you guys first got together and her kind of getting like I don't say not blindsided but like oh my goodness this is, this kingdom perspective is a bit different than mm-hmm. what I had before you know if if you could speak to someone who's going to church you know what I mean in that <laughs> religious path you know they go to church every Sunday but then they feel in that they don't have that connection what are some steps to to building that relationship with God. Obviously, you got the the Bible thing, but like, if you could kind of break it down to like a, I don't know, let's, let's say step by step process. But what is what are ways that you can build that relationship with God? I don't think it's a step by step process. I think it's different for everyone. But I think the first thing that you have to do is you have to be eager to build that relationship because you know you could say you want to build your spiritual relationship, mm-hmm. and that's just, you know, that's just you saying something. Mm-hmm. But you have to put work and action behind that, mm-hmm. right? And that comes with uh, seeking, right? So you, you have to be, you have to eagerly seek. Seek without ceasing, right? And that's reading books, listening to teachings, audio. Like we have so much podcasts on, on the topic now that you could listen to, Miles High Podcast being one of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, you know... Shameless th- plug. <laughs> there's so much content out there that... that you're able to digest in the ways that you want to digest them, right? Because all of us learn differently. Um, and I think because of that, we, we should be open to uh, these different platforms that allow us to learn. Like not just going to church, right? But being able to seek outside of church and build those relationships outside of church. So I think the first should be like you, you, you have to make the decision that, okay, I want to grow and build my spirit mind and, and build this spiritual relationship and then two, you have to find avenues and information and platforms that that you can use, that you can learn from and gain understanding from, so that you can apply um, yourself. Um, and you know, as you continue to do that, you'll see your spirit mind continue to grow. Yeah. All right, man. You know, so hopefully this was a. Uh, a great uh, insight, some good, good insight on this topic of religion versus relationship um, because it's something that I feel I want to continue doing. We'll probably, you know, come back to this uh, at some episode or at some part in the future um, because it's a never-ending discussion for sure. And that brings us to this next segment, 
of the podcast, which is the milestone. Um, as always, you know, I think that me being able to leave what I call milestones with you to uh, take it in and, and, you know, think it over and apply it in ways that, you know, you want to to your life. Um, I think it, it, it helps uh, it helps everyone, right? Because I think we, we all could use a little encouragement um, on a, on a, in our day-to-day lives. And today's milestone um, is, is super simple. I, I want to say that at the simplest base of everything that we do, I think we need to reduce everyone to a human being. We're all humans, right? We're, we're one human race. Uh, regardless of color, regardless of location, regardless of, regardless of ethnicity, like we're all human beings. And I think reducing everyone to human, a human being first, uh, it puts all of us on the same level, right? No one's better than the other. Uh, no one is, there's, there's, there are no segments or segregations uh, within that, that mindset of reducing everyone to human beings. Um, I think it's important that we do that I think it's important that we do that so that we don't uh, ch- uh, criticize or point fingers at individuals that may be different in any and every way, um, because God made us all, and God made us all to love. And I think the first thing that we should do is love. All right? So that brings us to the end of this particular episode. Um, I trust you guys enjoyed this. Um, I know I did. Uh, I think I said a lot. I can't wait to go back and, and listen to it. I actually go back and, and listen to all of these episodes uh, because I, I even gain a new understanding listening, listening to me, <laughs> right? Crazy. Uh, but no, nah, man, you know, as I always say, the, the purpose and vision for this podcast is to entertain, educate, and elevate you miles high above your fears, your doubts, and any limitations that you may think exist always knowing that those limitations only exist in your mind, all right? So until next time, you guys stay blessed.